Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This week's guest is Joe Montemuro, head coach for Juventus. He is a former football player himself, but went on to coaching and has been doing so in Australia, England and now Italy. Montemuro has many years of experience in the women's game and in June 2021 he was appointed head coach for Juventus women. Montemuro's first trophy as a Juventus coach came in the Supercoppa Italiana in January 2022 after a 2-1 win against AC Milan. The team went on to win the Serie A and Italian Cup, completing the club's first ever treble winning season. In this episode, Montemuro shares his thoughts about being a coach in different countries and in different leagues, such as sharing some of his tactical football views. You are listening to Their Pitch, and this is the Joe Montemuro episode. Welcome back to a new episode of Der Pitch. Today we're here with Juventus coach Joe Montemuro, which is a Swedish pronunciation, and I'm going to have you pronounce your name in a second. Um, but I also would like to, to welcome Abdullah Abdullah to the podcast, being a substitute for Mia today, who's at work. So welcome, Abdullah, to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the call-up, late call-up, but thank you for having me. I'm, I'm honored to be on the uh, the episode that I've been on a show I've been listening to for quite a long time. We appreciate you wanting to do this. Uh, Joe, you, you raised your eyebrows just a little bit when I pronounced your name. So I'm going to have you pronounce it for me so I can get the English accent. It was in awe. It was, it was fantastic. It was, uh, well, look, there's, there's, there's probably a lot of, I've, I've had many very, uh, variations of it. I know it's a little bit of a difficult one to, to pronounce, but Montemurro, uh, Montemuro, Montemurro, however, however is fine. I don't get too offended about it. Montemuro. Is it Italian? It is Italian, Italian descent. Uh, parents migrated from uh, from Italy after the war, uh, Second World War, and um, made a new life for themselves, like like many um, immigrants uh, from from Italy, and um, you know went all around the world. And uh, my uh, my parents chose uh, Australia, chose Melbourne, and um, was lucky enough to have grown up in a, a magnificent family. Yeah, um, and you just you you've been now in how is it? As like an Italian, like with Italian heritage, to to come to to Italy and coach one of the biggest teams in Italy. Yeah, look, quite surreal. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, it's uh, it's quite a uh, obviously of Italian. The Italian sort of background is one of a very family based and very very much uh, community and family based. So uh, we never we never um, wanted uh, for the love of a family or having people around us when we were growing up. So it was uh, it was quite amazing and. Uh, I had a, I had an uncle who was uh, who was a, an avid sports uh, sports uh, follower and particularly of, of football and the city R and he used to take me to uh, to watch uh, games uh, in in Melbourne in an old uh, theatre with the old thirty five mil uh, roll uh, film classic cinema sort of scenario the games were probably about two three months behind so we already knew what the results were um, and uh, most of the games were Juventus games so. Um, I uh, I grew up as a Juventus fan, and uh, and lo and behold, here I am. Uh, you know, it's uh, at the club that I I grew up with as a as a as a young a young chap, and uh, and uh, I'm privileged to be here uh, every day to be wearing this uh, this this amazing uh, this amazing shirt. We're gonna dive deep into Juventus, and you know, growing up uh, in in Australia and football over there um, in a second, but I want to. I have a quote from somebody here who knows you very well or who's been working with you at least. And so I'm going to read it to you and then you'll have to guess who it is. Okay. Okay. Mr. Yes. For me, his name is Mr. I can't call him Joe. 
Mr. is a person who is very attentive to the well-being of his team, from his players to his staff. He was very welcoming when I arrived and gave me time to adapt to this new environment where I knew absolutely nothing except football. So we talked about football. He tries to make it as simple as possible to get the message across, while at the same time wanting to work with the player's intellectual side. He's always looking for a little bit of novelty to constantly stimulate the players. He's the kind of coach who wants to make you progress individually in the collective while knowing that everyone can and will make mistakes. He's the first one responsible and says it openly. A rather humble person. The success is thanks to his team, staff, and players. During the losses, he is the first one to sit down and redo the whole process to see what went wrong. We are constantly learning, and he listens to the people around him. I am delighted to be able to work with him and to accompany him in this search for prog- in, in this search for progress of the club. Who do you think that is? Wow. Well, there's a lot there. Right? There's a lot there. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm torn. I'm torn between uh, a staff member and a player. So uh, I don't know. I might have to ask for some clues along the way, and probably give you an answer at the end of this podcast because it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's got a lot. It's got a lot in there, and uh, it could be a player. It could be a staff member. So it's, uh, it's quite, it's quite interesting. Quite interesting. But um, some, some, some lovely things, and uh, it's great to, 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 to see some uh, acknowledgements for. Uh, Probably a lot of the the other things that uh, we we probably don't see on on game day, you know, and that's uh, you know player care, player welfare, uh, the importance of, of of humility and the importance of of constant growth, and uh, it's a it's a beautiful quote. So I can't answer that for you at the moment, Amanda. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to put a put a put a hold on that and uh, maybe ask for some clues along the way and give you an answer at the end of this podcast. That's exciting because we've never had that before. We always want the quotes. We they always want the they always want the 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 clues immediately. But I'll give you the yeah. Well, well, all right. Give me a player or a staff member. Go on. Yeah, I'll, give, I'll start with that. It's a, it's a staff member. Okay. Okay. Great. No worries. So we'll go. We'll go from there. Yeah. We'll go from there, and I'll give you. I'll give you an answer at the end of the at the end of this with some more clues. Sounds good. I like that. Um, but you you started. Did, where did you start your coaching career? Was it with the Melbourne City? Professionally, yeah. Professionally, well, you know, um, uh, it's it's quite an interesting, uh, quite an interesting journey because uh, obviously, growing growing up in Australia, um, professional jobs were were very limited. Um, they were they're obviously because they haven't the league uh, doesn't have uh, many professional clubs. Um, there's a there's a real sort of distinct between the the A League being the professional the, the twelve um, professional clubs and then the uh, the regional clubs within each state. So um, so effectively, you've either got to work for the federation, which are limited jobs because you're either working with with the national teams and and in some in some capacity in development, working with the A League clubs, which is the professional league, um, or you invent you invent something of your own to become a, a professional coach and. Um, I probably invented um, my own um, my own scenario where uh, um, I could not get a professional job in regards to working for a club or working for the federation. So I had to um, uh, expand into doing some some private coaching, doing some 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 odd jobs for for local federations or local uh, local um, uh, development uh, companies and um and and small clubs semi professional clubs so so effectively um just to give you an example i'd be working at a school between 7 and 9 in the morning doing some doing some um some work there for a for a, a, a local school then probably go back to that to another school or or that same school at 11 between 11 and 12 then uh do an after school program with a, with a development club or or the federation and then then at night work for a semi professional club so i had to invent invent uh, this this i suppose idea of of being a professional uh, coach you know to bring in a um to bring in some sort of wages but um the the professional sort of um work started with uh, the local federation in in my region of victoria or my state of victoria um, where I was given, um, one of the, one of the youth development, um, groups, um, which was a full-time job. So I was able to, to leave the, um, leave the, uh, the bits and pieces sort of professional work 
and go into a a uh, a, a professional environment with my local federation. Um, it was with a what they call a, a, a national uh, national talent center or a, a talent um, a talent identification center, which had uh, the best players of of that region um, in a full time program, which would then feed into the national teams. From that, went to Melbourne Victory uh, and then Melbourne City. So um, so the journey was 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 bits and pieces leading into full time work. How how is because uh, you know I think in Europe people are so all oh, European football is the best you know, but how is uh, how is it how is the football down under in Australia because the national team is very successful but yet the league hasn't you know yeah it's a, it's a good question I get asked that quite a lot it's um I think I think the the reality of 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 football in Australia is that it's a you know a third fourth tier sport you know we have other sports that are that are the national sports. Um, but it's the most, um, most participated in terms of player, player participation or, or youth participation up to the ages of 13 and 14. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of kids are playing football. Um, and, um, you know, the, the, the potential for it to be, to be something quite special is there because we are, a, we are a, a sports nation. Um, a lot of the schools have facilities to, um, to play sports. Um, and, and a lot of the kids are out, are outdoors doing things. So, so the potential is, is huge. The, the problem as, as I had as a coach is that there are, there's, there's a lack of, of those stepping stones into, into professional, um, into professional organizations. There's not, there's not much, as I said, apart from the, apart from the A league, um, and the W league and, and the national teams, um, those stepping stones are, are not there. So, so it's it's more it's more a problem of pathway, more a problem of of, of opportunities, really. That's um, that's um, is, is the issue. From a standard perspective, I, I think we we have a a, a a a very very good opportunity to develop because um, we are just generally a sports nation. Um, but then, obviously, the stimulus to be at at the highest level to give. Opportunities for players to be at, at constantly exposed to, you know, forty games, Champions League, top level football, um, probably is where the problem is, um, because the, that that jump from development into the into the professional leagues is 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 difficult because we just don't have those um, we don't have that the exposure to that to that to that uh, to that level um, and and it's 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 systematic it's just the the system unfortunately is that and the and the exposure of of the league is that yeah do you um how, how do you think uh, you fix that is there a fixture to it yeah look uh, I suppose um, we've We've probably been trying for 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 many many years, um, but uh, you know the reality is is to is to understand the landscape, understand where we're at, and um, and I think try to be good at at what we can achieve instead of trying to be um, something that will will probably never be. We'll, we you know the A League will never be a top ten league in the in the world. It's it's just you know the landscape doesn't allow for that at the moment. So. I personally think if we were were just to you know realize where we're at and try to be the best at where we're at, we're a developing nation. Let's 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 be a, a good developer. Let's develop um, within our youth structures, within our within what little um, professional uh, um, sort of outlets we have to be the best at a, a, a developing nation. And I think I think that probably could bridge the gap between exposing players to top levels. And probably making our national teams even even stronger, but I think we have to we have to be the best at at the level we're at before we can actually take the jump that next that next step. Speaking of of the next step, you you switched Australia to to England, if I'm not mistaken. Arsenal, how how was it to how was it taking that step, and why? How come you you went to Arsenal? Well, uh, it, I suppose um, when you get a uh, an email. Um, uh, it was about eight o'clock at night from a from a from an agent that I'd been um, that I'd I'd done some work with in regards to bringing players to Australia, um, and uh, and then you see uh, uh, the, the the header on the on the on the uh, on the email that says Arsenal Women's and you know my two clubs are Juventus and Arsenal so uh, so I grew up uh, with those two clubs in my uh, in my in my childhood as a as a developing sort of football fan. 
Um, and, um, and 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 it was it was surreal. It was surreal. I, I actually didn't believe it. I thought it was some sort of scam. I'll be honest with you, Amanda. It was uh, I thought it was just uh, one of those. Uh, okay, well, yeah, Arsenal women's. You know, put some put some sort of money in my account, and uh, and then we'll see, and then and then run away, sort of thing. So. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I got a call and, um, lo and behold, I was, uh, within three, four days, I was on a flight to, uh, to London and, uh, met up with everyone at London Colney and, and, uh, within that, uh, got an offer to take over, um, you know, one of my, one of my childhood clubs and, uh, and the great brand that is Arsenal. And, um, it was hard to say no. It was hard to say no. So, um, but, uh, it was a, it was an, an incredible privilege and um, a surreal privilege and, um, you know, just so blessed and lucky to have had the opportunity. How 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 was that time with Arsenal and being in, you know, your child, your childhood club? It was it was an incredible journey and it was an incredible journey both professionally and um, and personally. I think um, uh, you there was a, there was a project there was um you know arsenal had um had been the leaders in uh, in women's football in, in women's football in england for many many years having having won that many trophies and um and then there was the onset of the chelseas and the and the and the cities and and a couple of other clubs that were investing heavily um and arsenal had, had i wouldn't say fallen to the wayside just probably had taken their eye off the um taken their eye off the ball a little bit and um and the job was to bring it back to, I think, first of all, to bring it back to its identity of what it meant, um, you know, to be a, a to have an identity of the way it wanted to play, the way it wanted to be, and what and what signifies Arsenal. So I was I was I think given that that role to bring that back to its identity, um, and then and then be part of the growth of of the women's game in the UK and 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 in Europe. Um, so. That was that was amazingly satisfying. Amazingly satisfying to you know get it back to the to the top two, the top three, um, win the league. You know, making numerous cup finals, winning winning a cup, um, and 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 bringing the identity back to the brand um, that that it, that it's synonymous with. So I think that was that was amazing professionally um, because it my growth. I I just had to I had to throw myself in there and grow, you know, because you're talking about Arsenal and you're talking about someone who's come from, you know, from Australia, for goodness sake, you know, a non-football country um, and 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 to say, okay, well, you're in charge of Arsenal now, a brand that uh, is worldwide, has has, has amazing, um, you know, and, and, and I had to grow personally. I had to grow as a person. I had to grow as, um, as a leader. I had to grow as a, as a coach. Um, but more importantly, you know, I, I had to, I had to be, be myself and, and believe in myself and believe in me, um, and, and grow and grow, uh, organically, um, within those, within those, within that, within that project. So, um, uh, you know, I, I, I want, I want to thank Arsenal. I want to thank them for giving me both a professional and a, and a personal growth, um, as a person. And obviously you were the, you were you were a big part in the development of uh, some of the players. Uh, one of them, Leo Williamson, probably who just won uh, the Euros last summer. How is it to see you know a player that you've that you've coached for a while and see them go on and you know be the youngest captain for their nation and and win win a Euros? Yeah, you made me um, just get a little bit of uh, sort of uh, goosebumps there. You you triggered a little you triggered a little uh, a little bone there. I think. Um, Ah, uh, look. The uh, I think it's very hard to describe the um, the feeling that you get, and I was only part in in guiding her. I, you know, she she's such a strong and an amazing person that um, you know, um, was able to um, work things out um, just through the strength of character and 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 the amazing person that she is. Um, I'm just. Honored to have met her as a person, um, and and still still in contact. We still uh, a bit of a, a text every once in a while, just congratulating her and, and so on and so on. And um, you know, and um, but it was always it was always on the cards with Leah. It was just a matter of um, giving her the belief and the confidence, you know, to go out and 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 do it, um, and and giving her the space to make mistakes and giving her the space to be to be a little bit. Um, you know, upset at times and 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 be be a little bit crazy at times. You know, I think that was 
that was the most important thing and and um you know to be to be part of that guidance um um and that's all it was i just guided her um it was uh, was 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 incredible and um you know i i i i think we'll see much more of her in terms of in terms of a player um a, a top player but also just a significant figure in the growth of the game worldwide i think that's that's where um i think she's so special because um she's um she's she's genuine um in 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 wanting the game to get bigger and better and um you know and and creating role models and um and i think that's 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 her special gift and you you then left arsenal for for juventus was there any player that you wanted to bring with you to italy it's sort of question that could get me into trouble you know that uh, because uh, <laughs> because ah oh, look you know um two different projects two different projects um uh did you like the way i avoided that question it was good wasn't it i just sort of i just sort of swindled that one eh? i just sort of i just sort of uh <laughs> um look yeah i, I would have um i would have uh, you know again it was important that some um, the players at arsenal stayed at arsenal because they they now have grown um grown to another phase you know the investment in the place has been um has been important um their growth has been important and and it needed it needed um it needed this group to the strength of of that arsenal group that's that the majority still there which is thankfully um to take it to the next level so look i i i uh, it's it's hard to say it's hard to say um where juventus was a, was a, is a different project you know we we're in a different a different environment um we're a different growth um area you know there's a there's definitely a um a, a project um of 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 maturity happening here um but uh, again two different projects and 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 very difficult to compare um obviously because because of the environments they're in you know obviously the the WSL has has a lot of resources um it's it's a different uh, it's a different um uh, level of um i suppose exposure um and and here at Juventus we're in we're in growth and we're in a, we're in a different growth because of because of obviously the history um it's it's a young club it's a young young growing group um and as i said it's um it's 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 very difficult to make the comparisons because they it's they they're two completely different um different um trajectories how 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 was it how how has it been to to be a part of you know the project that is Juventus and you know don't make it to the quarterfinals of, of the Champions League and stuff like that. How's how has this this year been for you? Yeah, look, it's it's um it's it's uh, it's great. It's it's exactly the sort of the the growth that we've seen. I mean, even even though the um the Champions League quarterfinals eluded us in comparison to last year, we we know that there was there was more growth this year. Uh, you know, in terms of the football, in terms of um you know to twenty twenty cop three goals and. Uh, and uh you know go out with nine points in a in a group that was uh you know a very difficult group let's let's be honest um you know we 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 actually know statistically and we actually know from from what we achieved it was probably a better campaign than last year you know i know i know the results don't show it in terms of going through the the group stage um uh, going through the quarterfinals but um the important thing is that we grew you know in terms of you know having the ball more uh uh possession uh the comp- the competition level with these with with the arsenals and the leons was was quite comparative it, it could have gone either way in, in a lot of the games you know so so that's that's how we measure our growth our growth's measured more on our ability to be competitive um be competitive at the top level and and to continue to to grow in Italy to to continue to be better and 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 uh, and and better in Italy but to do it with a brand of football i think um one of the one of the big things for me uh, which i've always been um very important which has already been always been very important as part of my um my um i suppose um uh, identity as a coach is, is is the brand is is the making sure that the football is an identifiable brand is is a way that we want to play um because that creates the 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 secure and and sustainable structures to go to go forward so as i said the project was different the project was to create an identity to create sustainability and and growth in terms of football growth um with the top teams in europe 
Yeah, and it's I don't. It seems like recently looking at you know the transfer windows that Juventus is bringing more young talent in this time around. Um, two 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 Swedish youngsters, Evelina Dolian and uh, Paulina Nyström. What what would you say that they bring to the team, and what type of players are they? Yeah, look, I mean, uh, and 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 that's that's part of the the, the really exciting part of the uh, the journey here because um, we we obviously. Um, are not resourced to the point of uh, you know the bigger clubs where we could we can aim for um you know the expenditures that um that that probably a lot of the clubs you know uh, the, the bigger the top eight or the top six in in uh, in in Europe can 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 do but and that's never been an excuse or it's never been something that's that's phased me I've actually um, always enjoyed investing in 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 sustainability in probably a younger player that 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 can show growth over the three four years um and and look i mean that's that's also the trajectory we're on it's uh it's important that we um that we continuously scout for the way we want to play for the for the way we we believe our identity should be but also to have sustainability um of of players and um you know Evelina's you know got got amazing talent in terms of technical talents and uh now it's about exposing her to to um to sustainable games in terms of high high pressure high pressure situations and that's the same with Paulina Paulina is um is a, is a very very talented forward um got qualities that are very very important and um you know um we we believe that uh the, the pressure's going to be there that they need, but the pressure to grow, not the pressure to be, okay, well, you play one bad game and you're out. No, we, we understand that it's going to take a little bit of time and it's going to take, it's going to take maybe, you know, six months of, of just being exposed to top football all the time. The training environment is, 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 is even more important. And, and that's what we're about, uh, creating the sustainable, and these high pressure simulated situations where where we know that they will grow because they they both have amazing talent. Uh, another Swedish player is Linda Sandman. She has uh, she's sitting on you know an outgoing contract. How, how important is she to the squad? And would you like to keep her? We'd love to, we'd love to keep Linda. Obviously, you know. Um, and and as I said, Linda's Linda's um, Linda's course is is obviously a little bit different um, to to Paulina and, uh, and Evelina's. Um, but, um, I, I, I can't speak highly of, of a professional, a person, um, that is so good for the game, um, in general. And we're, 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 we're proud and, and blessed to have her as part of our, our group here at Juventus because, um, you know, um, her knowledge, her understanding, just, just her character and her, and her, and her aura and her influence. Um, is something that's so important to the group, um, you know. Um, so yeah, we, we hope to have her around um, in 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 some capacity for a long, long time because she's um, she's a special person, and um, you know, um, I, I'm I'm actually even more excited uh, for what she can give to the game after she decides when she decides that she doesn't want to doesn't want to have the pressure of playing anymore. Um, because what she can give back to the game, I, I really hope that whether it's the Swedish Federation, I hope here at Juventus, um, that she can really be of, of, of amazing benefits, um, for the next generation. Last, last question from me then. Um, speaking of Juventus and, and the future, what do you see in the nearest future for, for Juventus and yourself? Like what do you want to coach the Australian national team someday or where are your thoughts at? You throw me these questions that are going to get me into trouble, aren't you? Huh? Yes, great. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Look, I have a, I have a contract here until um, till June 24 uh, at this stage, um, and uh, you know, my my intention is is to make sure that we have we have sustainable growth, uh, and that's the most important thing. You know, I mean, uh, I don't want to be um here or we can you know throw money at, at lots of things and then all of a sudden you fall over the year after because you you can't you can't spend any more money and stuff like that that's just an example though. that's just a silly example so so my 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 job and always my job is to create um a sustainable legacy um I'm proud of of that at Arsenal I'm really that's probably the my 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 proudest moment that a base I left the base um, where the next person can come in and, and make it even better. Um, so my, my job is very, very simple to just continue on this trajectory of of 
not not massive growth on on little secure and sustainable steps. Um, and and if I'm here longer than 24, I hope so. Um, I would love to be. Um, um, you know, I'll continue that that growth and uh, and keep it in the top the top echelon of of European football. You know, we want to stay in the top eight, the top ten of of Europe. That's that's the most important thing. And and be winning trophies locally. I mean, um, you know, and 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 last but not least is to do it with a with an identifiable and sustainable brand of football. That that has to underpin everything um, because that that helps your recruiting. It helps. It helps the spectacle of the game, and uh, and the, and the game needs to be pleasing to the eye. With that being said, we're going to move on to the tactical and tactical analysis part. But I'm going to leave you with another clue, and I'm going to give you an M. Oh, it's it's Manuelo. It's Manuelo. Uh, Matteo Scarpa could be Matteo Scarpa. Uh, it could be Matteo. It could be Emanuele Manu. No, it could be anyway. We'll, we'll decide that at the end of it when you give me another clue, yeah? Or Maeva. It could be Maeva. It could be. There's three M's there that I could use anyway. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah, we're talking tactics, tactics. now. This, 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 this is everyone's favorite part. This is. Wow, I, I can't. I can't help you there. I'm just, that's that's mine. That's mine. Just, uh, just. That's that's for the that's for the fans. The fans are the professionals of tactics, huh? They they they're the ones you should be asking. Yeah, of course. Everyone's an armchair armchair tactician. Everyone's sitting there looking looking to to break the teams now and though. But like, listen, huge 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 fan. Um, you know, been watching you since the Arsenal days. So I mean, to be able to sit down and ask you these questions is is, is crazy. So I'm gonna start off plain and simple. So. Kind of what in your terms is kind of your philosophy and style of play. And I know we use the terms philosophy, identity. They're like really cliches nowadays. I know that. But kind of if you had a chance to describe your style across the different teams that you've played and kind of what would you say that is? Yeah, they're buzzwords. And, um, you know, everyone's got a philosophy and an, and an identity. And, uh, you know, I, I'm with you there um, because they are words that are, that are bantered around a bit. And um, I think we need to be very, very careful because – um, I hear a lot of philosophies. I hear a lot of identities, but then you, then you bring it to real life and it's, it's quite distant. So, so for me, if I'm going to talk about philosophy or talk about uh, an identity of play, it has to, it has to be brought to life. And I think that's where the magic is. Um, you know, in your everyday language and you're in, in the, in the, in the, in the standards you create and the culture you create. Um, within your group. So, so look, I think, I think the most important thing is, is solutions with a ball. So we want to be able to control our destiny with a ball. Um, uh, so that, that, that probably is, 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 is already a key and a forefront, um, to, you know, having obviously, you know, technical, technical and tactical proficient, proficiency with the ball. Uh, so being able to find those solutions. Um, I, I'd like to say we want to be proactive with the ball. Uh, that's that's important. So any opportunity to break a line or go forward is very very important. Um, and then when we don't have the ball, to 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 be able to control the other team. So I suppose control is 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 the big word here. You know, controlling with the ball and controlling the other team without the ball. Even there might be copious situations where we might not get the ball because they're they're um you know they're just better with us better than them they're better with than us with the ball but uh, we also want to be able to control where we direct them and possibly win the ball so so i suppose um uh, the ability to transfer that information in everyday language in everyday work is is where the magic is for me but um with the ball controlling controlling you know when we have the ball and uh proactive and obviously being able to control the other team with good balance uh, without the ball so, I mean, super interesting. So you, you talked about, you know, being able to translate that into a simple everyday language for the players, uh, you know, there. So how does, so then how does your coaching process look like when you're trying to do that on, you know, on the training ground, on the pitch, talking to the players? Is there a lot of meetings? Is there a lot of groundwork? Kind of what's your coaching style when you're going into these sort of meetings and things? Our methodology is, is, is quite clear. We have, um, 
We have some, um, and I'll, uh, I, I know people listening to this who have, who have, who have worked with me. Uh, we have what we call our, our style rules. We have some rules that underpin our style. And, um, and, and I, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be privy. Um, I'm not going to let you into them because they are, it can get a little bit long winded. And, um, but we have, we have some base style rules, which underpin, um, when we have the ball and when we don't have the ball. So, so they, they sort of are, uh, our, a little bit of our insurance policy that underpin everything that we do. Um, we didn't have a, obviously a methodology of play. Meaning that um, our game model, you know, when we when we are building from the back, when we're you know mid mid third progressing, and obviously our attacking third, and that's tweaked according to the opposition and the way they defend. Do they press with four? Do they press with one? Do they press with two? So we usually we usually work in those three phases. We work in in build up low, mid mid block progression, and um and and attacking third, and that's obviously reversed in the defensive the defensive area. But again, um, they are principles and our principles are underpinned by our style rules. So, um, and, and, and all that is, is really, really, um, done through a lot of positional games, positional, positional situations, um, um, where we're looking for, for time and space on the ball. So, so uh, again, um, our principles really underpin the style we want to play, um, and we break it down in, into into um, into the thirds, and then we use obviously what the other team are doing to to to, to give some solutions. But again, our principles underpin everything from that perspective. Amazing. Well, that sounds that sounds uh, very interesting to, to hear with the whole style, uh, you know, almost like a, a Bible, just like everything that's there. So let's kind of build off of that. And I want to go into sort of formations and things like that right now for a second. So how important do you see formations being to your overall style and identity? I know that you've used kind of a 4-2-3-1, 4-3-3 that you've entered in. That's kind of been your go-to for, you know, over the last couple of jobs. And do you see this as a way to kind of facilitate your so-called philosophy or identity, or is it just a means to an end? Like if you had to, could you maybe shape up in a different way and still achieve the same thing? Or for you, is it just, I need to play this certain system. That's how I'm going to get my best football out. Yeah. It's an, it's an interesting question because, you know, I've always said, um, you know, systems of play are, are pretty much for the newspapers, you know, because uh, you start like that, you know, and, and we're, we're even seeing kickoffs now that don't even look like four three threes. We're seeing kickoffs where you've got <laughs> one player behind the ball and you've got five on one side. So, so I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't know what systems are anymore. So I think it's, I think it's just a matter of adapting to situations on the pitch, you know, I mean, predominantly, predominantly, I, I, I always try to defend with, with, uh, with, um, you know, a four, if they've got four up top, if they've got five, we might put a, a number six in front back. It, it really depends on, on, on those phases, you know, how, how you defend and how you, how you, um, how you adapt to that, you know, um, and I'm seeing very much, you know, the evolution from, from, um, I suppose systems because, I think the systems are more for our own comfort zone for for players who have grown up with a four three three or a four four two or whatever it is. Say, okay, I'm a four four two. I play as a defender. I'm a left defender. I'm a left back. These are my sort of profiles and rules, which is which is important. So I think that you, you, your systems create your base of your profiling, but um, the phases of play. The principles of play, I think, is where it's all gone. You know, the 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 search for for space, the search for time on the ball, the search for um, you know, the ability to 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 to, to find space and bring other players into the game quickly. I think um, that's the evolution of football. That's where football's going. So, you know, we we defend very much uh, man on man at the back at the moment. We don't we don't need that extra defender. Um, and you're seeing a lot of teams now, uh, are very much, you know, um, person on person and, 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 and the reference of, of pressing very, very high. I mean, you know, what system is that? Well, you know, what system is it? You know, so, so I think it's more about principles. I think it's about more about the phase of, of play, the situation. You know, we're seeing teams that are defending when they need to defend low. They might have seven or eight behind the ball. You know, you might have your wingers dropping back with your back four and a six, you know, that, that makes sort of seven players. So 
you know, it's um, it's 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 all relative and subjective, and um, I I I tend to want to you know educate more um, simulating that situation and how we react to that situation instead of saying, okay, well, the white players have to come in as a block of floor and we pres- we we defend as a four four two. So there, there's a bit of a fluidity. Is it hard work? It's very, very hard work because you're leaving a lot of the interpretation up to the moment and up to the situation instead of saying, oh, no, in the mid-block we're a 4 4 and, and you come as a 4 4 and, and that's it. So, um, you know, and, and, and that's the beauty of all this. The beauty of all this is to leave a little bit open to interpretation to say, hey, maybe, yeah, it's okay to go and go and leave the block and leave a bit of space because – that player's had a bad touch, and you might be able to win the ball a little bit higher instead of in, so. So yeah, there's a lot of interpretation, but I think the principles and simulating those situations is the most important part in our training. Fair, fair enough. So I mean, this, I'm assuming this is why you kind of went to maybe a three-four-three shape against Milan and Sampdoria recently. You played a three-four-three instead of the usual thing. The philosophies are the same. People just have the players have to just find the space and find them. Are you almost trying to get them to look at pattern recognition in, in the game, right? So in game state, you look at pattern recognition and go, all right, if this is what's happening now, regardless of shape, this player in this era needs to go into this position and kind of get them used to that rather than saying, okay, I'm a left wing back or I'm a central midfielder or I'm a right winger. Rather, if the ball is in this area and you see it, the opposition number six coming here, I need you to do this rather than as a right winger, you need to come inside, kind of like you said, go into that block. So I'm, I'm, I hope that's my understanding is correct there. No, you, 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 I think pattern recognition is, is a really interesting word because, um, yeah, we do, we do certain patterns. Obviously, you know, if they're, if they're, if we've got a goal kick and they're pressing with two, we'll try to always just have one as an extra and use one further up. So instead of trying to build up with a four, remember your goalkeeper's involved. So it might be the goalkeeper and two centre backs. That's three against two. You know, your, 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 your fullbacks are free. Your, one of your fullbacks can, might be able to come in and receive a, a ball a little bit higher. So, so there is this, uh, I suppose, idea of, of simulating patterns, pattern recognition. But you, 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 I think it's also dangerous because, oh, we did this pattern and it's a movement which probably wasn't needed for that time because, you know, you're only beating one or two players. Why are you doing that pattern win sort of thing? So you need to be able to educate that interpretation to say, if they're pressing with two, we've got a goalkeeper and two centre backs. We've got an extra play here against two. So, okay, what can we do with our fullbacks? Do we put our six there? Do we push our fullbacks high and maybe, and maybe say, beat one and off we go on one side? So it's, it's, it's all that. But the most important thing with, with, patterns and pattern recognition is how it develops because it doesn't stay the same pattern. It doesn't stay the same thing. So you might beat the first two and then what? Then what happens? What are we doing then? Are we are we we creating lines of passes? Are we going long beyond the line? You know, so so I think I think it's it's again open to this interpretation to have these recognition of patterns, but more importantly the, the, the what then? What happens? What happens after that? Because you do a pattern, it's finished. Is that it? Oh, it's a beautiful pattern. Looks right, great movement, but then it's it's got to continue. So, so it's just this constant, this constant, this constant. Um, I suppose evolution of 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 principles and constant evolution of of searching for spaces and and the ability to progress proactively. Amazing, and just two more for me. And kind of, I want to I want to just quickly go another spin off of that. Do you feel like? When you're talking about interpretation and pattern recognition, and we, we're talking about, you know, how, you know, players need to come basically their imagination, how do they think they should go forward? Do you think the midfield and I, and you've got some fantastic midfielders, obviously, Sophie Young Pedersen, Gunnar Stottier, Grosso, you've got these players who are really intelligent, really know how to control the game in the middle, you know, kind of bound to the way you like to play. Do you think they're the nucleus to what you want to represent in terms of this interpretation and kind of dictate how you want your team to play? Are, are they like the nucleus to it or do you feel like that starts on the back or uh, where, where do you feel that comes yeah, from? That's a good question. I think, I think they're part of the nucleus. Um, I mean, obviously we, um, you know, the, the reason why we try to play in between, uh, not because it looks good and not because, you know, try to play through midfield. It's because we, we believe that, that by dragging more players out of, of, of defensive blocks or out of position from the opposition scenario, there'll be more, there'll be more space going forward. Um, so I, I think they are important. They are important in progressing. Um, but I do think the choices of, of, of the back, 
and the way we build up from the back is probably is probably important because that that determines what they do. That determines what what choices the midfielders make. Um, and um, so so they are part of a, a very important nucleus. I think what they have is more um, more the freedom, and and there's a little bit of space for them to interpret to make to make a, a decision that that could hurt the opposition team according to what space they give us. So so they're part of the nucleus, but I would say um, our build up, um, you know, and starting from Pauline at the back, who's who's, who's crucial to everything we do. Um, is important, and and again, it's not because it looks good, and because we want to we want to keep possession of the band. We say, okay, we keep in possession at the back, and we keep in possession of the midfield. It's not about that. It's about it's about identifying the right moment that we can go forward and find space. And we believe by keeping the ball more in between lines and midfield, we'll drag more of the opposition out to find space for our attackers. And, and obviously our other players to to get into forward four areas. Amazing. And and the last one for me are those, I mean, I could sit here for like another hour and ask you questions. So I'll ask you one more question. Me too. Me too. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. <laughs> I, I know. I know. We're getting into dangerous territory here. Um, so kind of the last one. So taking it back to maybe your Arsenal days for a second, where do you think you've improved tactically across, you know, going from Arsenal coming to Juventus and kind of where do you feel and kind of what do you feel you've applied better at Juventus maybe that you didn't do so much at Arsenal? Yeah, look, I think, I think, um, um, uh, having, having a diff, a different, um, breadth of player, um, I, I think you, you, you always have to, um, you know, take stock of, of of the type of player that you have and and what you need to do, I probably, um, um, because of the type of player I had at Arsenal, I probably started a little bit more advanced in terms of in terms of the way we wanted to play um, and and the style and identity. Um, where at um, at Juventus, I probably had to start from uh, a bit of um, a bit of a, a more a more um, uh, educational base. I, 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 I wouldn't. It's not a lower base. It's not a lower base. It's a, a more a more principle based scenario. Probably a little bit earlier, uh, giving them more more um, more um, more ideas of 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 how we wanted to play instead of sort of already advancing it. And and the only reason and the only reason for that is um, is just to give them more belief. Just to give them more belief that they could do um, more, they could take more risks. Where I think I had more um, more risk takers at Arsenal. Um, there was players who were already already comfortable playing between lines and and taking on a player in the back third and running with the ball. We spoke about Leah Williamson. You know, she, you know, with with ease, just runs past a, an attacker. You know, I just had to. I had to. I had to instill more a mental belief here that they can do it. You can play between the lines. You can play into midfield. You can play a small pass into a six to bounce out. But you can play the ball back to the goalkeeper, who will then play a short pass, and then you can run with the ball past the defender. So, so it was just more. I had less probably risk takers, and it was just just the just the the the, the type of player, just a different type of player. So. Um, so and it's been great. It's been great for me because I've you know revalued a few things and and had to re revisit a few things, um, and um, and and just the 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 breadth of um, of, of learning and um, and revisiting and redoing has been um, has been great for, for my own personal development also. So both of them, I wish to thank both of them, you know, for for my growth also. Amazing. Thank you so much for this. That was, that was amazing. I want to bring Amanda back in and, 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 and rope her back in. I'm, I'm sorry, Amanda, you know, took a little bit longer, but I was really enjoying myself there. Well, we'll go through to the listeners' questions. Um, I can start with a question from Akram, who says, Hi, Joe. How important is having enough family time when possible in this business? It's, uh, it's the most important thing. And I think what you need to do is, um, is is find is find a good balance. So I'm, I I my balance is is really simple. I uh, when I go home, um, I don't talk football. I don't. Um, I make it very clear, you know, win, draw, loss. That my my emotions and my and my um, I suppose a demeanor has to be now switched over to you know. Um, spending time with uh, with my wife and spending time at home and doing the home things. 
um, it's really important. I think um, I think you just need to you need to be disciplined. You really need to be disciplined, but genuinely disciplined. I think because uh, what you don't want to do is after a loss, you've been invited out with some friends, and you go to a restaurant and you're and you're moping around and uh, and put on a put on a long face. So I think. Um, I think it's really, really important, and it's and it's important for your own your own mental freshness to look at things because I think sometimes stepping away from something and then revisiting it is uh, is is really, really important. Next question is from Happy Jam Bakes. Um, so, who are the coaches that you've enjoyed going head to head with tactically, and why? Oh, um, yeah, good question. Good question. I mean. Um, I mean, obviously, we had a we had a lot of uh, challenges with Chelsea um, at Arsenal, which were always always um, you know difficult games because of their efficiency. They're so they're so efficient. You know, they just uh, they just get the job done. You know, um, you know, I can count many games where we were probably the the better footballing side, but came away with a loss. You know, um, so so it was probably maybe my um, my um, my hard headedness that. You know, wanted them to continue playing out, and where we probably could have gone long and and maybe won a game. So, um, so, uh, so, so Emma Hayes was always um, always had an efficient team. I mean, always playing against uh, any any City Group team are, are always a good footballing team. You know, the, the the Manchester Cities, and and I was part of the City Group for four or five years at Melbourne City. So I I, I understand all that um, all that all that ideal of playing. Um, and 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 here in Italy, you know, you've got you've got very very stubborn teams. You've got teams that are very, um, very well organized. They don't, they don't give you much space. But the most important thing is that they're very, very patient. They won't give you any, they won't give you any, any time, um, in between. Um, so you, you maybe have to, you have to find different solutions. Um, but look, um, you know, and, and obviously in the Champions League, you know, you've got, uh, teams that, uh, have, uh, have high quality individuals that that resolve games for you. Um, so you've got to find you've got to find the, the differences. I mean, obviously, Lyon. The couple of times we've played them um, have been um, have been you know super to play against. Um, but look, um, you know, every every game brings its challenge, and and it might not even be um, tactically. It might even be just mentally, just mentally being up for a game that you think you're going to win. Now they're the ones that they're the ones that um, usually bring you undone. You know we've had a couple this year that have that have hurt us. You know we so um, so you've got it. You've got it. You've got a you've got the challenge here. Tactically great, but uh, there's also the mental the mental motiv- motivation week in week out, which is probably even more difficult. Uh, Stephen Conroy wants to know who's been the easiest player to coach. Not necessarily the best player, but the player who took on board any and all tactical instructions to a high level. You're going to that's a question that's going to that's going to rub it's going to I've had I've had many many players that's um that have been uh, easy to coach um in in many different ways and I, and I think for me the challenge has been finding that little thing that's um that that that's going to bring them to the next level. It might be and that's and that's the 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 easy thing. Look, I could I could name many of them. Um, um, you know, Jess Fishlock was just um, so easy to she just pick something up straight away. I just say, look, have a look at that move, and just say, yep, no, worries, that'll work, or that won't work. But um, all of them have been um, have 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 had their own special special things, and you know, I'm I'm there to 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 trigger one thing. Sometimes I'm even there to just step away, just stay away, you know, just leave them alone, you know, and and I think that's an art in itself. Um, um, but uh, look, uh, there's been lots of them. I mean, you know, from from Kim Little, um, you know, um, players here in you know Cecilia uh, Salvai. They're all they've all been great to coach, and I think I think it makes it easier when you when you um, when you when you're clear in in what you want to do and 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 you open the discussion you open the discussion to to talk about what we're trying to do and uh, and um uh, you know and where we're trying to be at you know and uh, and I think that the hardest thing that I still struggle with this day is um you know uh telling a player or or leaving a player out of the starting 11 you know it's 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 still a difficult thing for me you know so um I try to um 
it's hard. It's hard because you 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 love all your players and you love uh, everything that you do and you want the best for them. I must uh, ask before we go on to the next question: Who's um when you do have these, you know, the tactical or the meetings, the team meetings, and you guys go through stuff? Who is there anyone who just questions uh, questions you? And who would that player <laughs> be that just you know that talks a lot and asks a lot about you know? Stuff? There's a few of them. There's a few of them, and 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 and, and I I actually don't um, I don't mind it. I don't mind it, um, and I look at it two ways. I look at it, you know, that I obviously haven't been clear, um, which is which is important, um, or or can we do it? Can we do it a little bit better? You know, which which I think is is really important. Um, you know, uh, I've got I've got a few of them at Juve, and I've had a few of them at uh, at Arsenal. You know, I had uh, Viv. Viv was great. She used to always challenge me, which was fantastic. Um, you know, uh, you know, Leah was great. Uh, I had a few of them, had a lot of them. Um, here, Sophie's great. Sophie, Sophie Pedersen's fantastic. You know, Sara Gunasdot here is, uh, is great. Um, so I, I, I actually, I actually take it as a, as a badge of honor uh, when they're, when they're questioning because that means we, we want it to be better. Well, that's, that's interesting. So yeah, the last question is from, Molt Benena, I don't even know if I'm saying it right, so I apologize. But what advice would you give aspiring coaches in the women's game? Be you, um, be yourself. Um, your your personality and your character is what players want to see. They don't want to see someone else. They want to see um, you believing in what you're doing, you believing in your your way of going about it. Um, and probably the the second one is is be open to listening. And genuinely listen. Let let players talk before you intervene. Um, um, so I think I think be yourself, be you, um, because I think I think uh, coaches and 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 your staff members and your players want to see someone who's genuine. Um, uh, and 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 I think that's that's the beauty of what we do. Every coach has their own their own ideas, their own way, their uh, their own beliefs. Um, and I think um, it's the best way to win your group over by being you. We move on to the last section, which would be the end question end section, which is the this or that, where I will ask you five rapid fire questions. I don't want an explanation. I don't want anything. I just want you to answer it. One or the other. Two options. Done. Done. All right. When coaching from the sidelines, would you rather wear the club training tracksuit or a proper suit? Neither nor. Neither nor. Would you rather want your team to win one to zero where the game plan has been followed, or winning five to zero where the game plan hasn't been followed at all? Game plan straight away. When deciding on a starting eleven, do you choose the players that are in form or players with attributes that are suitable for the opponents? Both. Italy or Australia? Oh, come on. That's crazy. That's that's in what context? Give me a context. Give me a context. Beaches? No beaches. Just Food? Italy or Australia? Which one? Food. Australia. There you go. I've I've combined the both. Australia. Uh, on a day off, would you rather watch football on TV or Netflix and chill? Netflix and chill. With that being said, we're going to wrap it up. But you did promise that you would take a guest on the quote there in the beginning. Is it Maeva? It is. Got it. The M. Woo! Yes. That is correct. <laughs> he's victory. Victory. He's good. She's good. She's she's such a <laughs> such an amazing asset to us. She's fantastic. Yeah. So she she gave us that quote, and we're very we're very thankful for that. So. And Joe, thank you so much as well for being a part of this podcast. We really enjoyed it, and we hope you did too. I did, and 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 I, my sincere apologies for waffling on at times because I, when we're in we're in football environments, I waffle a lot. So I'm sorry. We appreciate yeah, it very much. The waffle, so. I'm, the not waffle. <laughs> I'm not complaining. The, the talking. I'm not complaining. Uh, keep the up talking. the great work, guys. Keep up the keep, great work. Really, really, um, really good uh, concept and, um, you know, enjoyed uh, being part of it. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, people get a lot out of it and, uh, and well done.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.